Welcome to the GDPR Stand Up Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping you succeed with GDPR compliance. Your host is Rocio Beza. Let's get started. Hey there, guys. Welcome. I'm Rocio Baeza, the host of the GDPR Stand Up Podcast, and welcome back from our two-week hiatus. For those that have been listening real-time, in our last episode, I shared how I was taking a two-week hiatus from the podcast to get some things in place as we onboarded our podcast editor uh, because I frankly needed help with uh, doing the podcast editing along with the other responsibilities that I have um, as a CEO of a consulting practice, as a mom, and uh, as someone that is in the middle of summertime and wanting to enjoy, enjoy the great weather here in Chicago. So thank you very much for your patience. Uh, for those that are not following real real time, then you you can just uh, skip the the this uh, note. Um, you probably didn't notice it. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and move on. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about CCPA readiness and the things that I want you to know when you're tackling this in-house. I gave a webinar on this exact topic last month, and I figured that this would be great information that the podcast listeners would be interested in. So I figured I would record a podcast episode on the topic. And in case you're wondering, why am I talking about CCPA when this podcast is about GDPR? So I see GDPR as being this new bar that has been set uh, across the globe. There are new data security and data privacy expectations that are, have been set with the passing of GDPR. CCPA is a ripple effect, a ripple effect of that. And in the US, the CCPA, the California Consumer Privacy Act, that is going into effect January 2020 uh, is very much uh, based on GDPR. So that is the reason why we are talking about this topic. So with that, let's talk about it. What are the things that I want you to know as you're tackling this initiative in, in-house? So let's say that your, your organization has gone through the review process and they realize that, hey, we have about six months left, actually less than six to six months to get ready for CCPA. And this is the first time that we are tackling an initiative like this. And I would like some guidance. What kind of uh, things should I expect? What should I keep in mind as I'm tackling this in-house for the first time? So this episode is uh, is exactly for you. And maybe uh, you, you don't know, right? You haven't prioritized CCPA. This is something that you are aware of, but you're not quite um, you haven't quite prioritized it yet. So you haven't decided if this is something that you're going to be directing resources to. This is a great episode that will help you um, just have some things in mind so that when you are ready to tackle CCPA, GDPR, or any other ripple effect of GDPR, um, you have some good information on what you should expect if you decide to tackle this initiative in-house. All right, so with that, let's get start st- started. And um, I'm, I'm just gonna start out by saying, um, if 
if you're not quite sure about CCPA and you don't know if you need to be paying attention to CCPA, um, keep this in, in mind or use this as a rule of thumb. So who needs to pay attention to CCPA? I would say those organizations that meet the following criteria should perform additional due diligence and I strongly recommend that. So if your organization is a business, if your organization has services available in California, and if your organization holds personal information of residents of the state of California, you need to pay attention. And I strongly recommend that you can you perform additional due diligence. And just at a very high lo- level, I break down the CCPA into four components. So at a very, very, very high level, the CCPA is composed of this expectation around internal record keeping, this expectation on individual rights. The residents of the state of California now have, uh, will now have, or have been afforded additional individual rights under the CCPA. Uh, There's also another component where if an organization is either receiving or sharing personal information with any other organization, um, we need to think about the third-party contracts and the relationship between the two organizations to make sure that it's crystal clear who is responsible for what and the role that each party will play in complying with the CCPA. And the fourth component here is going to be on privacy policy and additional disclosures. With the CCPA, there are specific things that need to be made available to the public or to those that are looking to uh, provide personal in for for those that are lo- looking to uh, uh, work with an or- or organization, and and that relationship requires providing personal inf- information. But then there's also disclosures that organizations will have to make available um, under CCPA. So that right right there is just four components um, that I would say together make up what the CCPA is. Um, Just at a very, very broad level, uh, those are the four components uh, on the things that you should expect for CCPA. So now let's talk about it. What are the things that I want you to know when you're tackling CCPA in-house? Item number one, complying with the CCPA will be a journey. And this journey has a starting point. This journey will require a plan. This journey will require making uh, or performing one-time activities. In other words, activities that you only do one time. And it will require ongoing activities or activities that you have to do more than one time. That's number one. So complying with the CCPA will be a journey. So as you're thinking of tackling this in-house, just keep that in mind that it's not going to be a one-time project that will perpetuate until the end of time, but it's going to be a project where there is a large chunk of work that we need to work on initially. And once those foundational items are in place, we will be transitioning into maintenance mode and we'll need to be doing or continuing to do the things that are required to do under the CCPA. So again, complying with the CCPA is going to be a journey. 
the second thing, the second thing that I want you to know about CCPA and just something that I want you to keep in mind as you're tackling this in in house is that getting started with your CCPA journey will require that you determine what applies to your organization. It frustrates me that this is not obvious. Oftentimes when I work with a a client, I learn that when an organization is tackling an initiative like this, they usually do a gap assessment first. They basically pay an outside organization, a service provider, it's, it's usually a consultancy, and they ask for a gap analysis. Tell me what are my gaps. And in my mind, this is a complete waste of resources. Why? Because the service provider, whoever is performing this gap analysis, hasn't taken the time, usually, usually, hasn't taken the time to first determine, okay, what actually applies to this organization based on what they do, the type of data that they hold, where that data is coming from, how that data is being used, and where that data is actually going. So as you are tackling CCPA in-house, just know that you're not going to start with doing a gap assessment. You need to start by first determining what actually applies to your organization. And that means that you need to gather information. There are three things that you need to put together. The first one is a data inventory. This is a table where you record, all right, this is all the data that we hold. This is data that is that meets the criteria of what personal information, personal data is under the CCPA. And you record basic pieces of information like where is this data coming from? Who is providing this piece of information? How is it being used? What is the business purpose behind that? Who are we sharing this information with? How long are we retaining it for? Where is it actually going? So you need to gather lots of information and you organize that in a data, in a data inventory. You also need to put together a data flow diagram. So for all the information that is classified as personal information, personal data under the CCPA, you want to track where, how, where does the data enter, where does it flow through, and you need to get an il- illustration. You, you want to put together an illustration so that you have a very crystal clear idea of all the places that your data, that the data that your organization holds is, is, is going to. And the way that you do that is, is, is by documenting it in a data flow diagram. And the third piece of information or the third ar- artifact that you want to put in place is you want to get clarity on the data held and exchanged by your company. I was thankful that the GDPR required having an in- inventory of the data that you actually hold. That's super important. If you're not clear on the data that your organization holds, how can you make certain that your information security program or your data privacy program is actually effective? You need to first articulate what data you actually hold. So the second item that I want you to keep in mind is that 
Getting started with your CCPA journey will require that you determine what applies to your organization. You are not going to be performing a gap assessment first. You are first going to be identifying what actually applies to your organization. And the way that you do that is by putting together a data inventory, putting together a data flow diagram, and getting clarity on the data that your organization actually holds. The rookie mistake that I've made around this is skipping this information gathering step and going straight to implementation. I've made this mistake in the past and it costed me dearly. A very personal example is when I was helping a previous organization with P their PCI compliance efforts. This was right when I got started in the data security space. So my start in, in data security and data privacy was helping an organization with their PCI compliance efforts. And the rookie mistake that I did was I thought that our organization had to comply with everything, all 12 of the uh, high-level requirements, and then the sub-requirements behind that, I thought that applied to everyone. But the hard lesson that I learned was that requirements come with thresholds. There are some requirements that are only applicable if you meet certain criteria. So the takeaway that I want you to walk away with is don't skip this information gathering step. This is the step that is going to save you resources down the road. So again, I'm going to repeat it. You, you don't start when you are tackling CCPA in-house. You don't start with a gap assessment. You start with determining what actually applies to your organization. Item number three that I want you to keep in mind. As you are tackling CCPA in-house, in I want you to keep this in mind. You need to assess the gaps after determining what applies to your organization. And the way that you are going to assess the gaps is by understanding what you're doing today, what the organization is doing today. And that means reviewing existing processes if that's already documented. And if it's not documented, then you're gonna start, you wanna start with documenting what those existi existing processes are. The rookie mistake that I've made around this in the past is assuming that we have nothing, assuming that we are at the worst position possible. And I feel that as humans, I think this is some type of instinctive default uh, to default into thinking that we are in the worst case scenario. And the takeaway that I want you to walk away with is that you'd actually be surprised to know that there are probably many things in place that are, are already happening, but um, it's not until you start to meet with other teams that you will actually start to learn, learn that. And I encourage you that as you are tackling CCPA in-house that you talk to other members of the team, you ask questions, you verify what you think is going on, and you would be surprised to learn that what you thought is probably not a, an accurate rep representation of the current state. A personal example here, guys, is uh, with a client engage engagement. So I was working with a client, uh, they engaged me because they needed to put together a data security program because uh, there was a partnership with another organization 
that was requiring this. Uh, my client was in a regulated, is in a regulated uh, space, and it's expected to have a data security program in place. And there was a partnership that would allow them to grow and expand, but the partner was asking for a data security program as part of that partnership. And initially the client thought that they had nothing in place. They thought that they had zero security controls in place. When in reality, they actually had some good foundational items. Now there was definitely some enhancements and maturity opportunities. There was definitely more that they could be doing, but they definitely had something in place. They weren't at zero like they initially thought. And the way that we were able to determine this is by me spending the time to identifying or to learning, all right, how is this organization structured? Who is doing the onboarding? Who is doing the offboarding? Well, who are the different players involved in different parts of the organization? And I started by talking to folks, interviewing folks, asking questions. And then I used that as an opportunity to document the current state. And lo and behold, we were able to learn that many different individuals were playing a, a small role in data security controls. And it was after talking to about five to seven individuals in this organization that we started to see that, hey, we actually have a good foundation that we can build on. And we never would have realized that had we not taken the time to ask questions on what are we doing now and what are the actual steps that you are doing, right? So the hard lesson that I learned here is learning mid-flight that what I thought wasn't happening is actually happening and that there are either existing processes or tools that we can leverage to do something like a CCPA initiative. And the takeaway for you is I want you to talk with your colleagues, ask them, hey, this is my understanding on what you do around this. Is that correct? What am I missing? And by taking the simple step, it's going to help you avoid wasting valuable resources. It's going to help you avoid wasting time and energy and frustration. And I want you to keep that in mind. Item number four, as you're tackling CCPA in-house, keep this in mind. Stay away from tools and services that promise CCPA compliance. The ultimate marketing pitch that I've seen and I continue to see is that they are selling you CCPA com compliance. And I, I've seen this not only for CCPA, I've seen this for GDPR, I've seen this for PCI, I've seen this for, think of any other acronym that is out there related to data security or data privacy. Meeting the requirements of CCPA requires knowing what, what data your organization holds, knowing the data flow, knowing the internal use of the data. And it also requires processes. Um, things need to be operationalized. And that means either changing exist, existing prop processes or implementing new ones. The rookie mistake around this that I've made is thinking that purchasing a tool or environment would be enough. I kept seeing this marketing pitch over and over in conferences and Google searches. To the point that I started to believe it, I really started to believe that there were tools and services that were out there that if you just purchase that, 
you would be compliant with take your pick of an acronym. The personal example that I want to share is with a health tech founder that I spoke with a couple of years back. She was doing something incredible in the health tech space. And so she was outside of the U.S. She came to the U.S. to develop her company, her product. And she quickly learned that in order to expand to the U.S., she needed to worry about HIPAA. She did not know what HIPAA was. She did not understand what what it actually required. But in speaking with several service providers, she decided to migrate her product to a HIPAA compliant environment. Whoever sold her, whoever sold her this had her believing that should if she simply just moved her technical infrastructure to their HIPAA compliant environment, that they were somehow good. That her product, her service was now HIPAA compliant, that it now somehow inherited the HIPAA compliance behind this environment. And that was frankly not true. And it frustrates me because this founder made a, a very costly decision based on information that was incorrect. And now she has directed resources that could have otherwise been used for either a correct implementation or for more promotion of, of the company, of the idea that, that she is building out. She ended up spending it in purchasing a environment that was HIPAA compliant, but it didn't really move her business forward in terms of actually aligning to what HIPAA requires. The hard lesson that I learned around this is that there is no silver bullet. The takeaway that I want you to walk away with is that if someone is promising you a tool or an environment that will help you be or achieve CCPA compliance, walk away. And if you are not courageous enough to walk away, then ask questions and ask good questions. So those are the four things that I want you to keep in mind as you are tackling CCPA in-house. The first thing, just as a quick recap, complying with the CCPA will be a journey. Takeaway number two, getting started with your CCPA journey will require that you determine what applies to your organization. Do this first, not the gap assessment. Item number three, you then do the gap assessment. After you figure out what actually applies to your organization, then you need to assess the gaps. And item number four is stay away from those tools and services that are promising you CCPA compliance. All right, guys, I hope those four tips were helpful for you. And just uh, to close, as you are tackling CCPA in-house, remember to engage your legal counsel. CCPA is a regulation, it's a law. That will bring legal risks to your organization. And for that reason, you need to engage with your legal counsel. Don't take on this initiative without their involvement. Number two, don't get distracted by fancy tools, bells, or whistles. And lastly, follow a simple four-step process. This is the four-step process that I like to use when I work with my clients is 
First, determine what applies to your comfort epiphany. What about the CCPA actually applies? Step number two, conduct a gap assessment. Step number three, implement what is missing. And then step number four, audit your CCPA compliance pro program to make sure that you are doing the things that you are believing to be doing. All right, guys, I, I hope you found this material to be helpful. Um, I So this material that I just covered is related to a webinar that I delivered last month. And if you go to cybersecuritybase.com, you should be able to see a replay of the webinar. And um, I, I let's see, if you, you are a listener and you haven't left us a review, I, I encourage you, uh, if you can leave, if you can rate and review us, that is the best way that this podcast can reach a wider group. So if you haven't taken the 10 seconds to do that, please do that now. And uh, thank you again for your, your patience with the two-week hiatus. I, I felt that that downtime really allowed me to get myself in or order uh, to continue to do these weekly episodes, to continue to help you uh, with uh, finding success with GDPR and the ripple effect that it has created like CCPA. Thank you very much for tuning in this week, guys, and I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the GDPR Stand-Up Podcast. If you need additional help, please check us out at gdprstandup.com. Until next time.